0: dig a bit a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of god's word for a bit we are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen our host is cindy Colley from the now grab your bible and let's dig in Hello there. Well, it made me laugh that some of you nominated a certain question for a dig event this month. That um, is exciting to me because at least it means you're paying attention here and that you are taking the question seriously, and that made me happy. But it made me laugh um, because, you know, I feel like I should have an envelope that says, and the winner is number two. But we are going to talk about number two on month three, And it says there that we have to love verse 1 of our text. And we are, of course, in John 13, which says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them to the end. I love that verse because he is now retiring from his public ministry, and he is going to go and talk to his own, which are his apostles. And it says he loved them to the very end. It almost seems in this verse that it's telling us that Jesus had loved ones in two very different realms, in heaven and on earth. And he is assuring us that, even though he knows that he's going to leave this world and go to the Father in that other realm, he wants to spend time with the helpless with those who are the sons of men, just as much as he wanted to spend time with the heavenly host it's almost it's almost that in that verse he loved them all the way to the end, even. While they were falling asleep during his darkest hour, even though they were fleeing during his arrest, even while some of them were betraying and denying him, and while none of them in the end really rose to his defense, he loved in a way that we can't love. And it says, read Luke 22, and notice the verses in which Jesus talked about who is the greatest on the same occasion as he did here in this upper room. And make note of those verses. Well, of course, that's Luke 22, verses 26 and 27, where Jesus said, "'He who is greater, let him be as the younger, "'and he that is chief as he that serves. "'For who is greater, he that sits at meat "'or he who is serving? "'Is not he who is sitting at the dinner, "'but I am among you as one who serves.'" He's not just talking about the washing of the feet there. He said, I am, Jesus is looking at the big picture of what he gave when he emptied himself and came down to be a man. And of course, we read about that emptying in Philippians chapter 2. And he's just saying, you know, I was sitting at the Father's table, but now I am serving I am one who serves and I am among you because I am serving and really in the biggest kind of way in the sacrifice that he was about to give. So when we think about that, we get to the part of the question that says, do you think this is also... Well, what were the apostles doing that provoked this discussion of greatness in Luke 22? And it is that they were asking each other, who's going to betray you? And then they asked the question, who is the greatest? So when we think about that and we think about the order of the the events that were happening in that upper room, it becomes a little bit complicated um, I want us to notice several things, and then I'll let you make your own judgment because uh, the bottom line is I don't really know. I don't really know if the conversation about who is the greatest is, is what prompted the foot washing or maybe even possibly the other way around. But I, I do know that when we read verse 2... Of chapter 13 if we're reading it in the King James Version it says and supper being ended the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot Simon's son to betray him and Jesus knowing that the father had given all things into his hands and that he was come from God and went to God rose up from supper and laid aside his garments when you read that on face value from the King James Version it does seem to be saying supper was over and Jesus got up and did something that is not the case though First off, because when we look down at the bottom of the chapter in verse 26, Jesus is talking and he says, they're wondering who it was that was going to betray him. And Jesus said, it's the one that I'm giving the sop. Well, if you've done any research about what the sop is, supper's still going on. That is a piece of bread that's dipped into a sauce. And so they were still eating at that time It down in verse 26. Well, what gives here? What is the conflict? Because it says Supper being ended. Well, I just want to say that supper being ended is probably not a great translation there, especially when we're looking at the context and realizing that they were going on and still being eating down in verse 26. So I looked up that word, supper being ended. And when you look that up, and I'm looking at Strongs and the Strongs that is matched to the King James Version, supper being ended, and I'm looking at that word ended, and it really. The Greek word there means a prolongation and a middle voice form of a primary verb to cause to be, to become. Um, It says it's used with great latitude. That means it can mean a bunch of things. When supper was assembled, when supper was brought to pass, when supper came to pass, uh, when supper was continuing, when supper was ended or finished, when supper was fulfilled. So when we look at that, it doesn't have to mean that it was over. It could mean that it was fulfilled. It the the what Jesus had said, he, you know, he said, go to the town and the man's going to show you the upper room and all of that. And then this verse says, and supper being ended. Well, that word for ended there doesn't necessarily mean ended. It could be uh generated, it could be um Come to pass; it could be continued, and so the English Standard Version says, "During supper." Well, I believe during supper, during what came to pass, during what happened there that had been told, foretold by Jesus in that upper room, during supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot. I believe that's a much better rendering because when we render it that way, it doesn't disagree with anything else in the text. So let's go ahead and say during supper, the devil having put into the heart of Judas, and that means he had put it into his heart before supper. During supper, and then we have um, kind of a parenthetical clause here. During supper, when Simon had put, uh, when Judas had put into. Uh, when the devil had put into Judas's heart and Jesus knew all of these things, during supper, he rose up from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. So first off, I'd like for us to just go ahead and concede that the foot washing happened during the supper. And then I looked back at the order of the events that happened during that supper in all of the four gospels. And in Matthew chapter 26, Six, we have during supper, he talked about the one who would betray him. He mentioned that the one who betrayed him would be the one who was dipping with him. And then he instituted the Lord's Supper. And then he told about Peter's betrayal. That's the order that's more or less given in Matthew 26. In Mark 14, while eating, the scripture says, he talked about Judas being the one who dips in with him, and then he instituted the Lord's Supper. We don't have any uh, conflict at all between Matthew 26 and Mark 14, it's just that Mark left out a couple of things. And then in Luke, he tells of the institution of the Lord's Supper first, and then the prophecy of Judas' betrayal, and then it says the apostles had the strife about who was the greatest, And then Jesus told them about Peter's betrayal. That one doesn't really mention, well, none of these. Mention the foot washing at all, except for John. So we have the institution of the Lord's Supper before the talk about Judas, or at least mentioned before the talk about Judas in the book of Luke. But everything here is happening during dinner. And then John 13, we have during the supper... And then we have first, Jesus washed their feet. And then Judas' betrayal was foretold. And then a discourse on loving each other. And then we have Peter's betrayal foretold. Every time that the book talks about Peter's betrayal, every it does that in three of the passages, Matthew 26 and Luke 22 and John 13, always Peter's betrayal is foretold last at the end of the narration so the question is did the apostles discussion of who was the greatest did that precede and was that the reason for jesus washing their feet well i don't believe We could say it was the reason, the biggest reason for Jesus washing their feet. We're going to talk about that in the next dig a bit. But I believe we could say that there's a very good chance that it was a, it, it naturally followed this discussion of who was the greatest. I don't think that we can necessarily say that each of the writers, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I don't think it was their goal to tell us the exact order of things that happened during the supper i think i i could be accurate in describing a dinner that happens around my table for instance and i could say well we talked about aunt martha and how she's got cancer and we talked about um, us all deciding to send a card. let's say it's a family reunion we're all going to send a card to aunt martha we talked about that And we talked about, ooh, we did talk about how dry the turkey was. And so I got up and went and got some gravy that I had left in the kitchen and uh, so that, you know, that could be good. And what else did y'all do? Well, we talked about, and then we could go ahead and talk about how that we talked about Uncle Tom and how that um, he didn't get to come because he had to work. And, you know, we could describe things without being erroneous we could describe things that had occurred in a certain room at a certain table and not exactly tell it all in the same order and still not be contradicting one another. I just want to say that, that just because there may be a difference in the order that things were relayed doesn't mean that those things are inaccurate or that there's any contradiction. I could, I could find no contradiction. With that in mind... I think that it could have been that the disciples were arguing about who was going to be the greatest, and they had been arguing about it on several occasions throughout the ministry of Jesus, and Jesus just took that time to show them that not only was he servant enough to wash their feet there in that upper room, the feet, he was washing the dust off the feet that he had made from dust, not only was he servant enough to do that, but he said, I am servant because I'm among you. The very reason that he left heaven and emptied himself of the glory that he enjoyed at the Father's right hand was so that he could come and dwell among men so that he could be qualified to be the mediator, the intercessor, the go-between, between human sons of men and God the Creator, God the Father himself, Jesus emptied himself so that he could do that and i think this simple going and washing the apostles feet and i think it's even more striking that he did it not as a servant would when people entered the home but he got up from his dinner and in the middle of his dinner there the the passover feast he washed the disciples feet i just think that's even more telling and that it's only in the book of john is extremely interesting to me because John was his very, very, very close associate. And John is showing us the humanity of Jesus Christ coming from the God-man. And I love that fact. I believe, you know, if I was just saying my opinion, I think the disciples were talking about who is the greatest. And then all of a sudden they looked around and saw that the greatest one was on the floor. And he was unbinding sandals, as it were, and putting their feet in water and washing them with a towel that he had girt upon himself. If I had to guess, that's what I would think. But I don't think it's wrong to, or out of context or any anything else to believe that it could have been before that conversation. I just think that conversation would have been a little bit ridiculous. To for the apostles to have been having right after Jesus, the Son of God, had gotten on the floor to wash their feet. But they did some pretty strange things here in in the end of Jesus' life. Even if this foot washing did not follow immediately the conversation about who is the greatest, and really we only have that conversation about who is the greatest in the book of Luke, but if it... Even if it didn't follow that, Jesus knew they were struggling with that. He knew that they were human beings and that they did not understand the emptying that He had done to come and be on that cross at Calvary. And He wanted them to understand that before they were looking up at the cross and seeing the one that they loved being sacrificed there. He knew they were struggling either way, whether or not it immediately followed that conversation about who is the greatest. He knew they were struggling, and he was helping them. I I believe he was mercifully helping them to understand by washing their feet. Okay, I guess that is what I wanted to say about this verse. And so the bottom line is, For those of you who nominated this verse, the bottom line is we really do not know the exact order of the events that occurred at the table. We don't have contradictions, but neither do we have clarification that in every verse, in every each one of the four tellings of the upper room, we don't have um, really confirmation that those writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, were even trying to get those events in chronological order around that table. And these, I think that there are some things we can know. When they had sung in hymn, they went out. Well, I think that's the last thing that happened, you know, because we know that. Uh, so if it says it, but if it just says during supper, these things occurred, then I think that we would have a very hard time definitively saying that, yes, the foot washing had to have happened right after that conversation. At the same time, my opinion is that it did. I hope you have a great day.